Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison. Today, I'm going to be talking about some coaching arrogance in the uh, UT coaching staff, some poor execution that happened versus Texas A&M, and looking ahead to the bowl games all the SEC teams are going to be a part of and give you some locks of the week in the NFL. So let's start the show. Okay, so before I get into the episode, got to shout out our sponsor, Bet Online. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat for NBA championship or someone to upset Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. So last week I gave you a couple locks of the week. Uh, Chiefs minus four over the Saints. Missed on that one. They won by three. And Dolphins, Dolphins minus two and a half over the Patriots. Got that one. So 50-50. We're, that's okay, I guess. Uh, so two more locks for this week. Uh, I got Dolphins. I'm going to ride them. Minus three over the Raiders. Uh, especially with Derek Carr hurt. He's questionable right now. I don't necessarily think he's going to play. I thought the groin injury looked pretty bad. And if I know anything about Marcus Mariota as a Tennessee Titans fan, he will mess up. Uh, He will throw some interceptions. And I think that will cause the game to be a little more of a blowout than three points. So I'm going with the Dolphins there, minus three over the Raiders. And next one, the Titans and Packers over. Uh, The over is set at 56 right now. I mean, Titans defense is god-awful right now, and Aaron Rodgers could probably score 40 by himself. Our offense, They're the top two scoring offenses in the league. I'm surprised this over-under isn't in the 60s. Uh, I see it you know, being both teams scoring 40 points. So it'll be an exciting game, Sunday night football. Super pumped for it. Uh, But, yeah, those are my two locks. Uh, So from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always an online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, so let's uh, talk about this Texas A&M game this past weekend. The big point I want to start with is the arrogance of coaches. The fact that you think your system, the way you run the offense or defense is foolproof, that it will always work no matter what pieces you put in there, makes absolutely zero sense. It is asinine to think that your system can't be beaten because it's the best out there. Trying to spread the field out, have five-man protection with a freshman quarterback and barely running the ball, passing more than running on offense is dumb. It doesn't make any sense with the people that you have out there. What is your strength? What is your weakness? Play to that. Play to your strength. The Baltimore Ravens, Harbaugh did an amazing job of literally changing the entire offense because he had Lamar Jackson and said, hey, how can I make this guy better? Let me change up the offense. Let me make it to where he can succeed. And he won an MVP. The fact that you want to run five-man protection and spread the field and try and throw it downfield and use different quarterbacks, like it makes absolutely zero sense. It is the arrogance of coaching being like, oh, no, 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 my system will work. It will always work because it's my system. No, change what you're doing. Understand who you have on your team. And defensively, understand the talent you have on your team. You cannot run man-to-man coverage. You just can't do it. They're not good enough to run man-to-man coverage versus these wide receivers and tight ends. You cannot put a linebacker on Tony and expect him to cover the guy all across the field. There are better athletes out there. That's how it works. So adjust. Figure out a way to stop them. Don't just run the same thing over and over. And guess what? If your corners and nickels and linebackers aren't good blitzers, if they don't know how to avoid a block of the of the offensive lineman, then don't blitz them because it's a waste. I, I How many blitzes we had where there was zero disguise, Guys showed what they were doing. So Kellen Mond knew he could just dump it off to his outlet, which was Spiller, the running back, who's a very good player, and you don't want the ball in his hands as much as he had it. It's crazy. And the guys come on a blitz, and they run directly into the chest of an offensive lineman. Are you kidding me? That's my dream. I hope that a corner runs right into me or a linebacker. You're smaller than me. I'm stronger than you. The only thing you got is quickness. So if you try and juke me out, that's what I'm worried about. But if you run right into me and try a bull rush on a blitz, you're an idiot. Appreciate it. Thank you for not being involved in the play. What kind of move is that? Why is this not being taught? How to avoid an offensive lineman. How to get around a block. Something. I mean, there's just... it's, It's dumb. Don't do it. Quit blitzing. Just rush four. 
If you're not teaching those guys how to get off a block of an offensive lineman on a pass, then there's no point in them blitzing. Sorry. It makes absolutely no sense. And speaking of offensive line blocking, I mean, the twists that Texas A&M were doing, regular twists. They're defensive linemen twisting, going the opposite way of each other. Regular, regular twists. You can see them coming. You look at the alignment of the defensive linemen, the depth of them, how they initially stand up instead of rushing forward, you can tell a twist is coming. You have to pass it off as an offensive lineman. You cannot think in your own world and be like, well, my guy, I'm, you know, he went somewhere else. I have a guy coming to my gap. I'm going to block that guy. You pass him off. Our offensive line wasn't doing that. I have no idea why. They were not helping the guy next to him, making it impossible for the guy next to you to pick up that twist. You have to pass it over to him. You have to punch the guy as much as you can, or you're just letting him tee off on your teammate because that's what they do. They they sprint right towards the ear hole of the guy next to you. If you don't touch him, you are giving the guy next to you a concussion, straight CTE city. So you got to punch him. You got to do something. You got to help out the guy next to you. I would be pissed. If I was standing next, if I was at tackle and a guard next to me didn't even touch a dude coming on a twist right from my ear hole, I'm chewing him out. I'm chewing him out. I I would be so upset. I wouldn't want to play next to him anymore. If I can't trust you to help me out during a game, what do you want? Like, you, it's all about trust with the offensive line. So I'm just aggravated to see this kind of stuff. I mean, just not executing, just thinking that, you know, if I run the same thing over and over, it'll eventually work. It won't. Okay. And also quit subbing in all of these people. I, I swear, I, I don't know, was Pruitt a linebacker coach? It, it, on defense, you can sub in guys. Defensive linemen can be subbed in throughout the game. Linebackers, corners, not always with corners because they need to be man-to-man. But you can sub in guys on defense because you get very tired on defense running around. You cannot be subbing in a ton of people on offense. Offensive line and quarterback should stay the same the entire year. There should be an effort to keep it the same the entire year. If guys get hurt, I understand. But this notion of we always have competition, uh, I want to try different people at all times, ruins the cohesion of the entire offense. I know there was guys that I enjoyed playing next to more than others because I trusted them. I knew they were thinking the same thing I was when we were uh, blocking on a play. We had the same mindset going into it. It, it, Bringing in a new guy and switching around the offensive line, it doesn't make sense. Does he think it's the same as being on defense? Like, oh, yeah, I can switch a guy in, no big deal. He knows his assignment, and the guy next to him knows his assignment. It's not individualistic like that. It's much more of a of a team thing, of a group thing, than it is at a linebacker. One linebacker doesn't depend on another linebacker. They might ask the safety for help behind them. But as an offensive line, each one of you could do your designed assignment and still mess up because you weren't working together in the designed assignment. So it's a completely different position. 
And then quarterback, I mean, I tweeted it out on Saturday. When you sub in a different quarterback, there's, there is no possible way quarterbacks can mimic the exact same cadence. It's just how it is. So you're going to get a different cadence with each quarterback you put in there. And sometimes guys jump off sides because of it. I did when I played. I jumped off sides plenty of times because there was a different cadence. That's why you gotta you, you got to take the cadence out of it. If you're switching up quarterbacks all throughout the game, take the cadence out of it. Do it a clap. Do a clap. Make the snap on the center because he's, he's in there the entire time. Make it on his head turn or something. But especially with the stadium even more quiet, and those guys out, those guys out at wide receiver, they're supposed to be watching the ball. But if they're not, if they're not necessarily watching the ball, and they hear the quarterback give a cadence, they'll jump. Maybe because they're not used to his cadence, because he doesn't practice with them all the time. There's not cohesion. Like I mean, there is a reason quarterbacks go with wide receivers in the off season and throw routes on air. And throw routes and and try and do one on ones and did so they can understand each other, get close with each other, like understand the rhythm of how they move, how they throw their ball, like everything. You take all of that out by doing this. I want more competition stuff. It's it it's insane, and you know uh, they interviewed Philip Fulmer after we got the bowl game, and you know he said this is going to be a great opportunity for us to learn and be able to go into the next season, next spring. Uh, what does he say exactly? And secondly, it's a tremendous development opportunity for our team and should serve as a primer to spring practice for Coach Pruitt and our returners. Right there. That's what I told you guys before. Coach Pruitt is here. He's going to stay. He's not getting fired. Sorry about it. But... With the year that it's been, 2020, and how crazy it's been, Philip Fulmer does not want to fire that guy. He's going to keep him on for another year. We'll see what happens next year. And, you know, if he's unsuccessful next year, then, yeah, probably a firing. But he's not doing it right now. And with how everyone talks about Hugh Freeze turning down jobs because he loves Tennessee so much, he can wait another year. He will. I bet it. I bet. I bet he'll still be available next year. You'll see. But, you know, Pruitt's got another year. Think about if it was a regular schedule, right? You take out two of the SEC West teams that we played. You replace them with, you know, non-BCS guys, non-FBS teams, and we're a 7-5 and five record, which is normal-ish average middle of the pack kind of team so it seems a little different when it's like that when it's put into those terms obviously it's not where we want to be we want to be with the florida the georgias and the alabamas but alabama is leaps ahead of anyone i I mean florida offense is one of the best i've ever seen and Alabama's offense just outscored them like crazy. They did whatever they wanted in that game. So, you know, Pruitt's staying on. He'll be here next year. I'm upset with him. I definitely am. And some of the stuff that he's done, um, some of the moves that he's made just don't make sense in my eyes. And I don't understand 
why he would do that. But let's talk about uh, the games this past weekend, the other SEC games this past weekend, and some of the bowl games the SEC is going to be a part of. So first game on the docket is uh, LSU versus Ole Miss. Uh, LSU wins 53-48. to Very back-and-forth scoring game, which is almost exactly how all Ole Miss games are. Um, I think they're obviously a very good offensive team. Lane Kiffin's a great mind offensively. I think if he is able to just get the defense together a little bit, they're going to be a really good team uh, because almost everything is offensive-driven right now uh, in college football, in the NFL, and if there's just a little bit of a defensive effort, maybe causing some turnovers, stuff like that, they can be a really good team uh, in the future. Gosh, that game looked gross. It was raining on and off the whole time. I would hate, absolutely hate to play in that. Um it makes everything feel nasty. Uh, also, you can't get your footing. Uh, sometimes you need that, <laughs> trying to run block as an offensive lineman. Um, but also, I just want to point out, Ole Miss's uniforms are fire. I think their light baby blue is very cool, and I think recruits are going to think it's very cool to where Lane Kiffin can get a lot of guys coming in. So so he's lucky with the color scheme and the fact that he's wearing that more than the navy blue that Ole Miss usually wears. Uh, next game up, uh, Missouri versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State wins 51-32. Uh, to 32. Um, There was a muff punt early in the first quarter, and after that, Mississippi State had control of the game the entire time. Uh, you know, Missouri muffed it. They Mississippi State scored, and it was over from there. Uh, but this was a forgotten game. The ACC championship was going on at that point. We had NFL football also on. It, there was other games that were happening, and I don't know if anybody outside of Missouri and Mississippi State fans were actually watching this game. So it was almost just a, <laughs> a, a breeze in the wind just going on by. Uh, and the last game, obviously, SEC championship. Uh, Bama wins 52-46. to 46. Uh, I, You know, I thought for a second Florida had a shot. They, they were keeping up. They were getting close, keeping up with them a little bit uh, offensively. But, I mean, Alabama's just Alabama. Uh, I thought I, – I tweeted it out at the game when Florida had that pick. That could have been a huge momentum shift, uh, having that interception – Maybe their offense goes down and scores, it changes the game. And the Florida wide receiver, blatant head-to-head contact, uh, launching and leaving his feet, hit the defensive player. It's targeting. I mean, if you're going to call it on every defensive player you can to protect offensive wide, and a wide receiver, the one that you mainly protect with the targeting calls, is the one who does it to a DB, you got to call it. I, I, sometimes I feel like refs are, are holding back their flags on on Bama for some reason. It, it makes it makes no sense. I I don't I don't get that. That should have it was a blatant penalty, blatant. Um, but I think 
you know, Florida lost because they're unbalanced. They had seven rushes between their three running backs. They had three running backs run the ball, and there was seven combined rushes. Not balanced at all. I mean, I understand Alabama's offense is good, and they had, you know, little bits of lead, so you try and pass a lot. I mean, the way to beat Bama is to keep the ball as long as you can. Don't let their offense get it. They have three Heisman finalists in their offense. So if you get give them the ball, you go fast as your offense to give them the ball, you're screwed. They're going to outscore you. And what's crazy is they have all three of those guys. In, in the beginning of the year, we were talking about uh, Waddle as being the best wide receiver for Bama and, and being this breakout star. And he got hurt, and <laughs> there's just other guys that they have. You know, Devontae Smith's been there for a while, but they never fall off. It's insane. So, number one team going to the playoffs. All right, so let's talk about these bowl games coming up. First, we have uh, Ole Miss versus Indiana. Uh, I think this Ole Miss offense is going to be a little too high-powered for Indiana. I swear, every time uh, SEC team plays Big Ten, it's just it's just not the same, man. A Big Ten defense is not prepared for the amount of speed that an SEC team has. I believe that wholeheartedly. The two times that we played a Big Ten opponent in our bowl games when I was at UT just trashed them. I loved playing against that defense. Their defensive ends were heavy white guys who try to use strength, and that is literally me in a nutshell. So I was so ecstatic. Uh, you know, they couldn't beat me with speed, so it was the easiest job in the world. Um, so I, I love it. I love the matchup every time SEC plays Big Ten, every every single time. So, you know, and Indiana's ranked number 11, and Ole Miss isn't, and, you know, there's Indiana scene is such a better team, but they're about to see. Um, we got Kentucky versus NC State. Honestly, I don't know about this one. Kentucky's been so up and down. Sometimes they look great. Sometimes they don't. I still think we have a chance to get the win. I don't think NC State is, you know, a great team by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it could be one of a letdown that you, not necessarily – going to hold the, the SEC standard that we would like. Uh, Arkansas versus TCU. First bowl game for old uh, Sammy P. I think he's really going to try and attack this and win this game. It's it's going to be a huge opportunity for him as a head coach and also in recruiting uh, moving forward. So I think it's very important for him to win this and, and get a bowl game underneath his belt. So I think they do come away with that. Uh, Mississippi State versus Tulsa. Another weird one. Uh, in Mississippi State, it, they beat LSU at the beginning of the season, then they fall off, they lose the Egg Bowl to Ole Miss, and then they come back and beat Missouri, which Missouri was on the rise as a team. It, it's it's weird. Uh, I'm not sure who they are yet. I, I do think they make a lot of mistakes, especially Will, Roger, Will Rogers. I think he throws a lot of interceptions, which isn't good. Uh, but like I said, with another Big Ten team, I, you know, I don't trust Iowa to be able to step up and actually beat Mississippi State. I just think Big Ten defenses are are not the same. They're 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 really not as good 
as an SEC defense that you would play all year long. And the these games in the beginning, these, you know, with the lower tier, as you would say, of the SEC versus upper tier of Big Ten is going to show the difference between our two conferences. Um, then you got South Carolina playing UAB. Uh, I know UAB won their conference championship. I think this is the game that the SEC will lose. I, I, I don't necessarily see South Carolina win this. I think – you know, after you lose your coach, there's not a lot of motivation. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a few guys opted out of the game, uh, especially ones that are wanting to go into the draft. I mean, it. I don't know if it's really worth it for them. So this is this is one of those games where UAB, this is their Super Bowl, and South Carolina doesn't really care. Um, Auburn versus Northwestern. I, I mean, I feel like they play this game every year. Uh, Auburn versus Northwestern. It, it's kind of weird, but I think Auburn wins. Um, I think it is going to be tough for them to win, though, since they don't have their head coach now. Uh, they're still trying to figure everything out. And that whole head coach recruiting process that Auburn is going through, it is tough to watch. I mean, you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of atmosphere over there uh, trying to search for a coach that's an actual good candidate and going to be a good fit for them and, and going to want to be there is crazy that they're they're struggling so much and I mean this might give Fulmer some ideas too and, and you know one of the reasons why he's not going to make a change right now um all right so now the, the upper games we've got Florida versus Oklahoma I think this will be a crazy scoring game. I think you take the over no matter what it's set at. I could honestly see them setting the over under in the seventies. Uh, so for all those betting people out there, over, 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 uh, two big offenses slinging the ball around everywhere. Uh, I think it'll be one of the more entertaining games of the whole bowl series. Uh, Texas A&M versus North Carolina. I think Texas A&M comes out, pissed off because they didn't get into the playoffs and they think they deserved it. Honestly, I think they deserve it over Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame has a big win versus Clemson, but that's when Clemson wasn't complete. Didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Also had other guys who were out, like starters on defense who were out. Um, And it showed in the ACC ACC championship how much better Clemson is than Notre Dame. And I know Texas A&M already played Alabama, but I think it would be a more exciting game than Notre Dame versus Alabama. Uh, Alabama is going to absolutely crush them. I, I, Alabama's defense hasn't been good all year, and I still don't think Notre Dame gets over 20 points, and Alabama scores 50-60. to 60. So uh, Texas A&M is going to come out with a vengeance. Uh, versus North Carolina. Uh, then we got Georgia versus Cincinnati. Um, Georgia right now, that you know, once they lost to Florida, they lost SEC East. Um, I still think they're wanting to compete, um, wanting to show who they are, have some pride for who they are. Uh, it's, it's a big recruiting game for them. Um, you know, they're still in the top five uh, for – 
recruiting classes, so it it, it is still a big deal. Uh, Cincinnati, like I said about UAB, this is their Super Bowl. You know, they never really got a fair shot at the college football playoffs, and this is their chance to, you know, beat a SEC team and show that, you know, they're really good, um, and I think Georgia needs to prepare for that, needs to understand that they're going to give their absolute best. This isn't uh, go out there willy-nilly and, and just be able to win because you're more athletic. I think Cincinnati's going to pull out all the stops. I honestly see trick plays coming, uh, fake punts, all that kind of stuff uh, coming from Cincinnati. And then last one on the docket, Bama versus Notre Dame. I just mentioned it. Bama's going to crush them. Um, there's no competition whatsoever, and we'll have another Bama versus Clemson in the national championship, which is just so exhausting. I think this is the reason why they need to expand the playoffs and just get more teams in there. It's just it, it's not as it's not as great. I, I literally the top, you know the the top recruiting classes like the top six to seven recruiting classes this year. All six or seven of those teams are the only ones who've been in the playoff. So it's made this weird dynamic where if you're in the playoff, you get good recruits. If you're out of the playoff, you don't. Which, it it sucks. No one wants that. I mean, the only people who enjoyed the Patriots winning all those Super Bowls were Patriots fans. Every other fan hated it. Hated just one team winning all the time. It's not fun that way. College football is not supposed to be like that. So it just kind of stinks the the way it's set up. I think if they go to eight uh, teams, I don't know about 16, that might be a lot to ask. But even if they go to eight, opens it up to the Cincinnati's of the world to get a chance, the Texas A&M's to play again. It, it makes it more exciting. It really does, and and it makes more money for NCAA. Everything is money driven with them, everything. So it makes more money for them. Why not? Why not do it? It's what's important to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody else wants to see it. I know all of us college football fans. We want to see it. We want to see more games, more important games. That's what's fun about watching it. If the games are important. A game versus a pish-posh team in the middle of the season is not important, but that playoff game is important. You know, just having more uh, more eyes and, and more feeling behind it. It's great. It's great for the sport. So, I appreciate you guys listening today. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the recruiting violations that came out. I want some more information to pop up so I can really know what I'm talking about. Um, but I, you know, I appreciate you listening, rate and subscribe, uh, share with your friends and family. Uh, let me know about some things you'd love to hear about, uh, going forward. Follow me on all my social medias, Kyler Curvison on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And as always, go balls.
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.